0: Okay, marketing for home inspectors. I'm Garth Haslam, home medic. Um, this is uh, home medic training, and um, you are presumably either a home inspector who's already going and just wanting to amp up what uh, your business is doing, or maybe you're at ground zero just wanting to know what you need to know so that you can succeed as a home inspector. Um Marketing is huge. I don't need to tell you that. It doesn't matter what business you're in. Uh, Somebody once uh, said, and they were exceptionally wrong, build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door, something like that. So not true. You can build the world's best mousetrap, and until you get the marketing right, nobody will know that you exist and you will starve to death. And your world's best mousetrap will go unacknowledged, unrewarded, etc. So marketing. Yeah, I did a home inspection once for a guy who the seller was the was the uh was a marketer. Talked to his wife afterwards, she says, Yeah, I I sell or I'm married to a guy who sells people things they don't need, and I go. On the contrary, you can have the world's best product, but until you have it well-marketed, it's going nowhere. You, You know, a lot of home inspectors especially think that getting up to speed in the knowledge category is what you need to succeed as a home inspector could not be further from the truth. From my point of view... The knowledge that you need as a home inspector is about 35% of what you need to know. The rest of it is the things that I'm videotaping um, here in this series where we're talking about, besides the marketing, the specialization, the tools, the branding, the business business basics, and then the engaging, the customers, etc., the report writing, uh, you've got to be good at all those things too but i don't think that there's any single category that is more important than the marketing whether you do that yourself whether you hire somebody else to do it whether you get a spouse that that's going to do it the marketing cannot be ignored it can't be slighted or your business will suffer so um here's what i have for the, sp- the spreadsheet for this one um, there's a number of categories, as you can see here, and I'm gonna talk about each of these. But the first one is that you're going to interview realtors. And notice that I said interview. And this is, this is huge and it's very helpful. It's kind of about uh, basically building a trusting relationship with these guys. They don't care. What you know? They even if you tell them, look, I studied. I've got certification X, Y, Z, and i O, P. I've done this. I've done that. Until they, they don't, they don't know what that means. They don't know if they don't know. But if they know, they trust you. If they get a feeling that they can trust you, uh, if they feel like you're a good guy, somebody that they want to risk on their next client. I'm going to back up for a minute. Here's a realtor. You're trying to convince them why they want to hire you versus the next 20 realtors that are standing in line behind, or home inspectors that are standing in line behind you. Why do they want to hire you? First off, they want to believe that you're going to deal honestly, And with their clients that you're going to take care of them that you're not going to rip them off that you're not going to lie to them and they want to know I mean a commission for let's say a half million dollar home 3% of that that's $15,000 that's no small chunk of change so you know that may be a month's worth of income it may be two maybe it's three months worth of income for them they don't want to risk that on some bozo who's going to go in and either be Mr. Ego and, well, this is wrong, that's wrong, look at everything that I know, everything sucks. You, you know, The builder sucks, the homeowner sucks, the house sucks, suck, suck, suck. Um, it's not about that. It's not about you. And the minute you make it about you um, is the minute you're, you're going you're gonna to begin to fail. So um, as you are interviewing the realtors now, You don't want to make it about you. You don't want to tell them how awesome you are. You don't want to tell them how you believe in customer service, how you believe in quality and safety and X, Y, and Z. They don't care. They expect that from you. That's assumed. They want to know really why they want to hire you. And the reason is that uh, I'm just trying to figure out, oh, that's, that's why it's doing that. The reason is that because they like and trust you and believe that you'll take care of their their client. So, um, as you talk to realtors, and you can do this in a number of settings. You could actually invite them to a restaurant. Somebody once told me, if you're in business, never eat alone. Um, I know a a lender who has a policy of doing exactly that, and he is really successful. Uh, so, you know, the never eat alone rule, that's very helpful. Yeah, it's going to cost you 20 bucks to, uh, to buy a realtor a plate. But if that person turns around and hires you for, um, I don't know, let's say four or five inspections in the next year, uh, $500 times, let's say, five, that's $2,500. And then let's say that he sticks around for 10 years and then drops off the face of the earth, uh, that's $25,000. And it was worth it to spend twenty bucks on him. So um, that is definitely something you can do. You can always go into the office, and uh, I'm old school. I've been around since the time when the internet wasn't, and it was a dial-up modem. Um, and you know, back then, realtors were in the office when they when they weren't out doing things. That's not as much the case anymore. But if you go into the office, sometimes you can see a couple of individuals. You can talk to them, and they understand why you're there. And you don't have to give them a sales pitch, uh, and they don't want to hear a sales pitch. You've been given 1,000 sales pitches in your day. You didn't want to hear it, and they don't want to hear yours. So instead, you talk to them about them. You're going to talk to them about, uh, you know, what, are, what do you look for? from a home inspector. What are your complaints? What do you think um, makes a home inspector different? Um, how do you want the clients to be treated? Is it more important for you to avoid killing the deal or to give, the, give it straight to the client? And of course, most realtors are gonna say, well, um, at least the ones that you wanna deal with, are gonna say, well, if the deal needs to be killed, then kill it. Um, but if it doesn't need to be killed and you kill it, I'm not going to be your friend. And that is an answer that is to be expected, and, you know, it's normal, but it is helpful for you to give the realtor the opportunity to say those words because it makes him feel validated and it makes him feel understood. And trust me, no other home inspector who's gone in and talked to that uh, particular realtor has made that realtor feel understood um mostly like any salesman they're gonna talk at you and until you finally get them to go away and then it's a relief thank goodness that guy's gone hopefully he never comes back and if he does i'm gonna hide Um, so you're not gonna be that guy you're not gonna be miss let me tell you about me or mister let me tell you about me you're gonna be mister tell me about you so is it you know? You can talk about uh, killing the deal and how they feel about that. You can uh, give uh, doing that also helps them to feel good about themselves because they're going to say something like, "Well, you know, I'm about my my clients first, and so if you need to kill the deal, then let's kill it." And that makes them feel good about themselves, and you're standing in the room, so that makes them feel good about you as well. Um, you can actually ask them, "What experiences have you had?" bad inspectors and bad reports. And they'll tell you that. And just the fact that they tell you that means you know what to do or not do. But again, probably the most important thing is it makes them feel heard. And that's huge. Uh, Makes them feel like they can trust you to not do the things that they're talking about. Because, for example, if, uh, if a home inspector showed up 15 minutes late or a half hour late or spaced it off or showed up in, uh, you know, uh, shorts or whatever, a hunting jacket, um, they will, they will expect and trust that you are not going to be doing those things. And so you don't have to respond by, Oh no, I'd never show up in a swimming suit. That's understood. So again, uh, avoid making it about you. Just, uh, keep listening and keep listening, and keep asking questions, and then thank them for your time, for their time. You don't have to tell them all the things that everybody expects you to say. Well, we write a good report. Well, we're thorough. Well, we spend a lot of time. Well, we don't, you know, we don't do this. That's annoying, and everybody hates it, and don't do it. Um, Okay, and then you're, uh, you're going to finish that up with... Would you consider giving me the opportunity to do an inspection for you? And after you have listened to them and after they feel heard, most of them are going to consider. And even the ones that are diehard and married to another inspector, if they believe you're not a bozo, if they if they believe that uh, you know they'll give you a fighting chance for their business. And then it's up to you to show up on time and take care of their clients, not make mountains out of molehills, not make molehills out of mountains, write a good report, get the report on time, and get it sent to the right person and not charge them too much. All those sorts of basic things that they also expect, um, you can win clients that way. So as you interview realtors, and you're going to interview a number of them because you're never eating lunch alone, um, you can win business that way and you can get it done quickly. So again, let's do a little bit of math. Let's say that you, let's say that the average realtor does, and a lot will do far more than this, but let's say the average realtor does maybe one deal every other month. Um, and let's say the average bill well, I guess we don't need to go there for, for this example, but one deal every other month. That means that, um, and if your your average bill is, let's say, $500, uh, that means six times per year, $500, that's $3,000. That guy is worth, if you can pick up his business, that guy is worth 3000 a year to you. Um, you pick that guy up, and then you pick 29 other individuals up in... Uh, one, one per day for one month, you've uh, you just got to the uh, $90,000 a year range. So you're, you're knocking on the door of six figures, and you've done that with 30 lunches. Now, of course, you know, there's 30 days per month, but there's only 20 roughly business days per month. So you might not be able to do it all in one month, but you get the idea. You can quickly ramp up your business just using this method. And then, of course, if you go after the realtors that do a lot more business than that, then, then these numbers jump up dramatically. You know, there's a number of realtors who, don't do, who won't do one deal every other month. They might do four deals a month. So you get where the math can, uh, can bump up quite a bit. So that's, uh, that's one way to get it done is just by interviewing realtors. Remember that word, interviewing. It's, it's uh, huge. So let's do the Google reviews. And, you know, if somebody is calling a home inspector, they don't know who to call. They, or let's say that uh, you do have a realtor, and his name is Joe Doak, and he refers uh, Jane Homebuyer to you. Jane is going to do one of two things. She's either going to just call you, which is unlikely. She's probably going to want to feel like she's doing her homework on you. So she is going to maybe get online, do check out your website, check out your Google reviews. If you don't have any Google reviews or they're bad, you're sunk. If you don't have a website, you're sunk. Uh, they're going to call somebody else. <laughs> I'll tell you this story. Uh, way back in the 90s when bulletin boards were a thing... I had a bulletin board where I allowed people to get on and provide a comment of uh, of how good I was. And I had all these awesome comments, and that just was happiness. Uh, then, somehow, some Russian hackers got on, and they put up a bunch of uh, uh, Russian porn sites. <laughs> and all of a sudden, my business dropped way off. I didn't know that anybody was paying attention to that bulletin board, but they were. And uh, finally somebody called me up and said, hey, you know, we got onto your bulletin board and we were trying to find the um, reviews that were being left, but instead we saw Russian porn and uh, you need to fix that. And by the way, we're not going to hire you. (laughs) So it's, um, it is that important. And I personally, um, I'm a structural engineer and a number of years ago, I just decided to say to let Google know that I'm a structural engineer, that's completely changed my world. I get a lot of business where I earn more money and less time as the structural engineer than as the home inspector. Uh, so Google and uh, online stuff, uh, huge, they'll change your business. Well, and if you don't have it, they'll kill your business. You've got to have Google reviews. And, you, and it's important enough that I actually listed this. Uh, if you're just getting started, you know, if you haven't done anything, go do five reviews for your friends and get them to put some reviews on there for you. You got to get started. If you have done some inspections, go back and to those home buyers, those clients, and say, hey, please, would you, would you do a review for me? Um, There is a school of thought that says, well, you know, if I offer these guys movie tickets or five bucks or ten bucks, then maybe they'll give me a better review. It feels icky to pay somebody for a good review. Bribery, uh, you want these, you know, and it's going to show up in how they review because they're basically being paid for a review They know that's icky, and here they are, you know, just being handed a a handful of slime, and at the same time, being asked to tell how awesome you are, and it will show up in the reviews. So, uh, don't do that. You know, if you did a great job and they're thrilled, as they should be, about the job you did, they'll be happy to give you a review. You want to make sure that you get those reviews, Um, they're huge. They can run your business for you if you have everything else put together. Um, call anyone you've done who, who, who you've done inspections for. Uh, Google reviews, important stuff. That's one of the reasons why um, when I get a phone call, they're not asking me what my pricing is and what I do. They've read my reviews. They've read, I don't know, I think I've got 60 of them. I don't know, um, more than enough. And I, I don't do as good a job anymore of asking for them because I've got enough. And they're all five-star reviews, and they all kind of say the same sort of thing. So when people call me, they know that, uh, that I don't suck, and they don't have to ask me if I inspect the chimney or if I look into the attic. Or, you know, uh, they don't ask me to sell them on why they should hire me. So, Google Reviews, huge. Uh, As a part of that, you're going to want to uh, use Google My Business. And that, what that is, it's also huge. I know I've used that word before, but like I mentioned, uh, when I notified Google that I'm a structural engineer, they started sending me... Four or five thousand a month just in structural inspections, basically for free. I didn't have to pay them a nickel, maybe more than that. Um, I think that qualifies as huge. So if you, let's say that you are driving down the road and you're between inspections and you're hungry and uh, you wanna know where you can eat. So what you're gonna do probably is you're gonna go to your phone and you're gonna Google fast food near me or McDonald's near me or Arby's near me, whatever it is. Or maybe you, um, you want somebody to, to, uh, some place to go where you can do yoga. And so you're gonna Google yoga near me. You get the idea. The same uh, sort of people, are going to be going, oh, man, I'm buying a house. I don't know a home inspector. Who should I use? And so they're going to Google home inspector near me or something like that, Uh, home inspector in Tallahassee or home inspector in Portland. Um, And you're going to come up because you have done a Google My Business account, and it's pretty self-explanatory. They'll ask you who you are. They'll ask for some pictures. They'll ask for... um, your hours, and a little bit about your pricing, you're going to give them all of that. That's, uh, that's very helpful. And uh, a neat little trick about Google My Business is that as you go back in regularly, then Google knows that you're, you care about your account with them and that you're still in business and that your, your business has not gone stale. Um, so they know that they can safely refer people to you. Uh, I'm going to just give you a little bit of background on uh, on Google and you know the rest of those big name tech companies. Uh, Amazon, for example. Let's use the Amazon example. So let's say you wanted to sell trinkets on Amazon, and and that's great. Maybe they're awesome trinkets. Maybe it's a mousetrap. Amazon wants Amazon to look good. Amazon will feature your stuff if Amazon believes that your stuff makes Amazon look good if they don't have a reason to believe that your mouse trap is good then they don't want to they don't want to feature you because that damages their brand uh, same thing for Google if you know if your mouse trap doesn't get shipped out for a week after it got ordered or if you're If your business, you know, maybe you don't answer your phones, maybe you're getting negative reviews, Um, Google notices that and they they stop rating you as high. So you're going to want to go into Google My Business, update it regularly, put fresh pictures in there, and uh, just let them know that you are in business and you do care about your Google My Business account. And then... When it comes time for uh, somebody you know jane doe to to go hunting for a home inspector near me, you get put at the top because they trust you they they know that you're not a uh, um, a stagnant business that put up an ad once and now they're out of business. so that's important. Google my business huge part of your um of of your marketing. Can't do without it. It's kind of like a website. Uh, if you don't have a website, you're not in business. If you don't have Google My Business, you're cutting out half of uh, of the income you could be having. Okay, um, next up we've got social media. Now, there was a day when social media wasn't a thing and it was all just about going into into brokerages and uh, schmoozing there. S- social media has changed a lot. Haven't hasn't changed as much as one might uh, expect. But um, you are going to want to do a number of what I call touches. And you know what? Let's go out of order because I want to. I want to go after that here. You're going to want to do what's called touches. You're going to want to touch each realtor 30 times per year and here's what a touch is you get on the Facebook you tell them you notice when happy birthday moment comes by you can you can see on Facebook when their birthday is you're going to send them a happy birthday text uh, Christmas comes you're going to say Merry Christmas New Year's Eve comes you're going to tell them Happy New Year um, maybe when the uh, Maybe they have a baby, you'll just uh, notice something in one of their uh, Facebook posts about the baby that, you know, congratulations, yay for you. Each of those is a touch. Uh, you can also have, you know, more expensive touches where maybe you have a bowling night or, you know, maybe you invite each of the realtors to your house or to a Frisbee game or to a bowling game or whatever it is, to where um, you can strengthen that relationship with them. Uh, you don't want to do 30 of those kinds of events per year. If you do that, then you will go much further in, in keeping their, their loyalty. In many cases, a realtor, if you suck, if you know, let's say you leave the front door open when you leave the home, or maybe you see a scratch on the wall and you call it mold and it turns out it was dirt. Um, if you have a strong, friendly relationship with the realtor, they'll forgive you for that. And they will tell you, hey, you screwed up. And you go, oh, I'm sorry, my bad. Uh, and you still have the relationship. If you don't have the relationship with them, they'll go, yeah, that guy sucks. I'm going to try somebody else. So that relationship there's my word again it's huge you want to build relationships in this business it's all about the relationships so um, the touches then would be in-person conversations social media birthday events etc holidays um, just do whatever you can to let them know that you're in their life not just to collect money from them but for other reasons. I do know guys who, for example, will um, will distribute umbrellas uh, at Christmas as kind of a gift. And the umbrellas, you know, maybe they're a $15, $20 item, but there's some symbolism there that's like, we've got you covered. Or you could do mugs or just whatever it is. It's, it's about the trust and the relationship. All right, I'm going to go back up. So... Speaking of trust and relationship, you uh, going to brokerages is a time-tested win. If you go there and you put your face in front of somebody, they'll let you know if they want to talk to you. Um, if they have somebody that they're married to that is their home inspector and they don't even want to talk to anybody else, they'll let you know. But in many cases, even, even when that happens, If they're willing to talk to you, it means that they're willing to consider you. And that puts you in second position and that will usually result in you getting a chance to prove how good you are. Um, And I should also mention how good you are is not about how many things you find at the inspection per se, that's helpful. But it's about how respectful you were. Did you show up on time? Did you wear the right stuff? Did you have all the tools you need? Um, Were you knowledgeable? Did you speak okay? Did your report, was it clear? Did it happen when you said that it was going to happen? Those sorts of things. And then you want to make sure you get a copy to the realtor as well so that they understand. Um, Going to brokerages. I had a lot of luck with, um, and this was back in the late 90s, but it, the, the concept still applies. I basically took over a couple of, uh, of brokerages that I selected. I, I selected three of them where I brought in candy. So this candy is uh, brought to you by Joe Jones, who is a realtor at this at this brokerage. I did an inspection for him. Please ask him how I did. And so then uh, the people would go to Joe Jones and say, okay, how did how did he do? And you know, and 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 when Joe said he was a great inspector, now you've got uh, Jane and John who give me a try. And so the next time I go in with Candy, I add Jane and John to the list of People who they who the realtors can contact about whether I did a good job or not. Pretty soon, I had the entire office, and and uh, I pretty much owned those those three offices for any number of years, uh, just by bringing in the candy regularly and um, and letting people know that I was there and giving them somebody besides me to talk to to tell them if I was any good or not you know me telling them I'm good get away from me you're bugging me somebody else that they trust telling them that I'm good that's that's compelling so the candy helps and then of course when you go in there you talk to people you bring cards and brochures make sure that that's that's uh there something i noticed is that other inspectors if it's been a while since you've been in they're going to take your brochure holder uh and they're either going to steal it for your for uh, as theirs because your business cards might have run out and it's just an empty brochure holder at this point so they're going to take it and put their stuff in it or they're going to move yours to the back and theirs to the front so you got to go in there regularly, uh, but it can't be too regularly. For a while, I was going in weekly, and I started to get people tell me, you know, do you have any other place that you need to be besides here? So weekly is too often. Uh, maybe every two weeks, maybe maybe every month, depending on um, what your situation is, how many brokerages there are around you. But uh, that's a good way to to get your brand out there. Have people know that you're there and available and um, and spur the word of mouth along inside the office. You're going to want to make a friend of both the broker and the receptionist. Take care of that receptionist. She is the golden ticket even more than the broker is because when people go to ask who's a good inspector, I need somebody right now, they're probably going to be asking the receptionist first. So, be very good to that lady. you know, bring her extra candy. find out what kind of candy bars she likes and hand it and hand those to her. You know, if there are ethics violations in your state, it would be associated with handing valuables to realtors, but there may not be ethics violations associated with handing valuables to the receptionist and you know in this case i mean you don't want to go with something twenty dollars but you know if they've got a you could bring her in a, a a coke can or um maybe a organic coconut water something just let her know that uh, you think she's important to you and that uh, of course can go a long way again it's about being uh helping that person feel heard and valued and perceived as important Okay, uh, another one of the of the tools that I used uh, very successfully, and you're gonna want to be uh, a little bit judicious with this one. Um, is I, you know, I, I've heard of home inspectors who go in and say, "Okay, I'm gonna do fifty dollars off my inspection," and if you put yourself in the realtor's point of view, it's like. I don't care. I, it, it's not about saving, having my client save 50 bucks. I don't know if I can trust you. I don't have a relationship with you. You might kill my $15,000 paycheck. Why would $50 matter to me? Um, so to, uh, to address that, I would go in with one card. That was a big deal, not $50 off. I would I would say free. Uh, I will do a free inspection for this one individual in this office. And basically, I'd take that to the one individual who is the most respected in that uh, brokerage. And I'd say, I'd like to introduce myself to you. I understand that there's a risk associated with hiring somebody new. But I would like to offer this to you, the most respected realtor in the office. I want to give you a one-time chance to hire me for nothing. And it worked. And the reason why that was a good idea is because now I had the best realtor in the office who was a fan of mine. And I got those two or three inspections per month. Again, doing the math... Let's say, you know, this was a while back, so let's say it was $400 uh, three times per month. That's $1,200. That's $14,000 and some change per year. That one free tan, um, free tan, that one free inspection, it was worth it. And, uh, yeah, I kept that, uh, the, the one realtor that I'm thinking of, uh, until for 10 years until she moved to Hawaii, um, that is a another very good way of, of getting business. Uh, it's dramatic. It indicates that you trust yourself because, obviously, if you suck, you just wasted your time. So the point is, I know I don't suck. I know you can trust me, and I'm willing to put my money where my mouth is by giving you this free, knowing that if I suck, I'm never going to hear from you again. So that one was a winner. You could do that. Um once she was a fan i took that card and i picked another place to send it to and one at a time i picked up a number of very big clients <clears throat> okay so going back to the spreadsheet we talked about the client touches so i don't have to go there again we can uh, we can talk about ads now me personally, and this is not going to surprise you, I've got all the business I need. I don't like to do ads. They're expensive. They annoy me, and I don't like them. I've got uh, guys on my team who uh, who do, and they get a lot of their business from the ads, be it Google Ads, Yelp, Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Um, as you begin, maybe uh, Angie's list, uh whatever it is home advisor uh there are places you can go where you can advertise and uh, and pick up some leads it might be worth doing uh trying those from my point of view you're better off doing some of the other things that i have discussed here uh before you do the ads but uh, that's for you to decide the ads are available to you be aware that um I understand it's a fairly recent thing, but iOS, meaning Apple, has uh, has started to hide or not provide information to, for example, Facebook. So if you were to do a Facebook ad, I'm, you know, that's like buying a home, I'll be your home inspector. Um, those ads would be much less effective now than they used to be, uh, just a short time ago. So ads for me, there's better ways. You can spend a lot of money on ads, and you could spend the same amount of money uh, in a restaurant, face to face with a realtor whose business you want. Um, now, the next one that I have is the website, and this would be its own subject. and it's a huge subject, and I'm not sure that I can I can address a subject like that adequately in a format like this. I think that might be more of a one-to-one thing. Um, But we'll address that in uh, in another manner. Not today. Okay, and finally, there's another choice that you have, and that is training or CE or continuing education. For any number of years, I would do training on lead-based paint and radon and Meth and mold, and uh, all those, and I'd get I don't know a dozen realtors come to my courses, and I would usually pick up one or two of those uh, each time, and that's helpful. One of those that comes to mind immediately was a uh, broker uh, at a local place, and because he was the broker, and you know, I had his business for for a number of years, and because he was the broker, he would also refer me to a lot of the realtors in his office. Um, You know, that was quite an income stream for me. So the CE allowed me to get in front of some faces that I might not have. As I was on my candy run, obviously you can you can't do that everywhere because it's a lot of candy and it's a lot of running around and you know it's it's uh, the roi is huge on that there's my word again yeah let's go with the roi is massive return on investment um twelve dollars worth of candy thousands of dollars worth of business but I chose not to do more than three brokerage places uh, with the candy just because I didn't want to be that much of a candy distributor. So one thing you can do is you can do training. Uh, I do a lot of my training online, kind of like I'm doing now. Uh, You can do that, or you could go to, um, you find out what's your state, what it takes to get a training program certified and then you can uh, go to brokerage uh, houses and train realtors that way as well. If you provide uh, you know, free donuts or bagels or whatever and training, then realtors are willing to come and be trained by you. And then because you're the person in the front of the room and because you can speak, because you can stand up straight and tell people what you know, that buys a lot of credibility. So training is another option for, uh, for getting uh, trust from realtors. And that's really what it's about in all of this marketing. It's about getting their trust.